0: Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home, by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project. We have you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and today our topic is labor shortage, causes and fixes. And as you have probably heard, especially in the building industry and in many industries, labor is a big challenge. But it's especially a big challenge in home building. And it's a bigger challenge because our industry is a little bit more cyclical. It has more ups and downs. And so when we went through the the recession and we dealt with the housing crisis, our industry lost nearly half its workforce, A lot of people got out of the industry. They started doing other things. They started getting manufacturing jobs. They started getting office jobs just because they needed to pay the bills. They couldn't afford to sit at home waiting for a job to come up. And it's unfortunate because in our industry, it's not something that people can just get thrown on a job site and build a house. There's an accumulated skill level that has to happen over time. Slowly but surely, People learn how to do these tasks. And when you take half the industry and you pull them out, problems can arise. And then it gets even worse as things go along because as schools have tight budgets and they have to make cuts, they start to cut the most expensive programs. And typically, those are the tech ed programs and the trade programs and the partnerships they have in the community. By us, they used to have a thing where they would build a home every year through the school. And the kids that were advanced in the the trade classes would be the ones going out to the job site and spending two to three hours in the afternoon building this home and working with contractors and learning those skills. And then most of those kids went right into the industry. Well, it doesn't happen anymore. They've gotten rid of a lot of those programs. And when you take out the tech programs, now you've got a real problem because not only have we lost, you know, that labor force, but we're not introducing new kids to the labor force. So that's one of the big challenges. Let's talk about a few more challenges, and we'll talk about some ways that we can work together to fix this. So obviously, we talked about losing the, the workforce, and that's obviously a big thing. We've talked about a little bit about not exposing kids to the trades. That's another challenge that we're dealing with. And the next big challenge that we're dealing with is is the expectation level, Uh, from the parents. Parents want their kids to go to college. That's sort of a status symbol that you've succeeded, that your kid went to college. And the problem is that the system's goofed up. The system, especially for schools, high schools in particular, they get rewarded and they like to brag about how many kids they send off to school. And that's kind of a misnomer. Because many schools, in fact, I have a local school in my area that's got over a 76% graduate to college ratio. What they don't tell you is that that 76% that go to college, only half of them actually finish a four-year college. So are we really doing the right thing by sending a bunch of kids to college when they're not ready for it, when they don't really want to do that with their life, and then having them incur debt for something that they never ultimately achieve. I don't know. I don't think that makes sense. I don't think that's the right thing. And that's something we got to be aware of. So, you know, we have to watch that. You know, I was looking at some stats the other day and, uh, you know, as we talk about the labor shortage, it's interesting because home builders. Right now we're reporting over 82% of builders are saying labor shortage is their number one issue that's prohibiting business growth. And I think that's very true. We can't grow as an industry and we've seen our industry kind of stay flat because we just can't produce anymore. We don't have enough people to do the work that we need to do. There's only so many hours in the day and there's only so much manual labor one person can do in a day. So that's a big challenge and it's something that we've got to watch. And you know, a lot of these jobs that we're seeing on the job site, they also require, you know, that people work and they get extra training at these jobs in order to succeed. And they're now saying this study that was just done that sixty five percent of all jobs require some sort of post-secondary education. So we're talking like tech schools like WCTC or MATC in my area, but tech schools that teach practical skills. On the job that you can put to use right away. And I think we're seeing more and more of a need for very practical abilities and skills rather than theoretical. Where typically in a four year college, you're going to get more theory courses instead of practical how to courses. Like at a tech school, You know, you'll actually have a lab and you'll work on something. You'll actually make something. You'll build something. You'll do a project. You'll, if you're taking an architecture course, you'll get right in and you'll start working with that software. Whereas a lot of times in college, you're going to learn about, well, why do you do it this way or why do you do it that way? And that's great. But employers need people that they can throw into the field tomorrow. And and not people that can think about those critical issues, but think people that can actually just jump in and do. And so that's definitely an issue. Another issue that we're seeing is, and this is, you know, again, I've alluded to it a little bit, but the, the parent issue and the parents wanting their kids to go to college uh, because they went to college or because, you know, that's what is deemed as success for a family is to send your kid to school. And that's great. If you have an intellectual kid and they have that type of mind and they have the discipline for college, great. They should go to college. Send them to college. But if the kid that you have likes to work with their hands, they don't really like school, they don't like to study, but they like to do things, they like to be active, they like to, to build something, or they like to create something, um, or they're just a doer that just wants to get out and, and get going and do stuff, don't send them to college. Get them into a career and foster that growth. They can start out right away and start making money and not incur all that debt. And they're no less successful. In fact, a lot of people that don't go to college now are making as much, if not more, than, than people that go to college because they are able to earn money right away. They don't have the debt and um, you know, they develop a skill. And as they develop that skill, then they can learn other parts of the business and they can get mentorship. So let's talk, we talked about some of the challenges and why this is. Let's talk about a few suggestions for how to improve and how to increase our participation in the labor force. So first and foremost is awareness. And I think we're doing that just like we are today, where we're getting out there and saying, hey, we need more people in this industry. Awareness is huge. Letting people know the great opportunities that you have. We have trades right now that will hire a kid right out of high school for $16 an hour. You, If you're a kid and you graduate high school and you go work at Subway or you go work at some other fast food restaurant or at a store, you're not going to start off at $16 an hour and you're not going to get a lot of new marketable skills doing that. Whereas if you work in the trades, you not only have a job, you have a career. You are learning things each and every day on the job site and you know you eventually can go off on your own. You can start your own business. And make even more money down the road once you have that aptitude and you know how to do that physical skill. So I think that is one thing is to start creating the awareness. The second thing that I think we need to do is continue to expose kids, not only letting them know about the dollars and cents of this, but being available and our industry is starting to do a much better job of that we're going out there and we are inviting kids out to job sites we are engaging our tech schools we are engaging our high schools we're engaging those folks and saying hey look there are opportunities here abound let's start taking advantage of these opportunities let's start learning you know more about this industry because there is more than ample opportunity and let's start jumping in and taking advantage of it The other thing we've got to do is we've got to beef up our apprenticeship programs because that is the one thing that I think holds our industry back. A lot of trades, they obviously want to bring in young workers and teach them, but they don't have a set system for that. So creating some sort of an apprenticeship program that allows the kids to easily find these opportunities and then get engaged with them. And then the trades have to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm bringing somebody on, I'm going to have to slow down a little bit, you know, early on to bring this person on and get them aboard. You're not going to find somebody that can just jump in right away and do all the tasks that you need. So you got to kind of slow down a little bit and say, hey, look, you know, we're going to use this job as a little bit of a learning experience. We're going to work together on this and and make a difference and, and, and become better and uh, get you up to speed so that we can move faster, we can do a better job the next time. And pretty soon that person is able to do all those skills on the job and now you've added a valuable piece. And I think the other thing that you know we have to do with the trades is have them realize that, yes, you have to slow down a little bit to bring them aboard but the long-term reward is very worthwhile because if you take a young person and you teach them all these you know skills and, and you take the time to invest in them, they're going to be a happier and a more loyal employee. And it's somebody that now you have a long-term solution instead of these short-term solutions. So I think that's a big thing. And uh, you know, not only just going into schools now and, and, and having trades go in into schools and talk to kids, but they've got to be able to advertise that, hey we do this we we take in young people and we make them successful we give them opportunities and to be able to celebrate that a little bit more is a big thing so whether it's you know i've seen this on the internet i think it's an awesome idea you know how they have football players and they do a picture of them behind a desk signing that they're they're signing on for this team let's have a signing day for the trades hey look you know johnny here signed on to be a plumber and uh you know, he's going to be making a good living right off the bat, and he's not going to have any debt. Let's celebrate that. Let's let's um, make a little bit bigger deal out of that because they are building our future. These young kids, they're going to build not only their future but our future, and we need to invest in them, and we need to celebrate that they're making a great decision for their career. Another thing that our industry as a whole needs to do a better job of is just documenting and systemizing all of the the jobs and the tasks that we do and you know a a lot of these guys a lot of trades especially they just want to get out there and get on the job site they don't want to work on the business end of it but being able to say hey this is what's expected of you this is you know let's write this down hey you know you're going to get here at this time and the first thing you're going to do is you know check your truck to make sure that you've got all the parts and pieces that you need before you head out then you're going to check the job board and you're going to see what you know what what tasks need to be done today and then you're going to, you know, report it with your manager. Whatever the steps are, you know, write those down and so that, you know, they can come in and be successful right away and and then document, hey, this is how, you know, we paint something. We we start, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we sand it and uh, then we, we clean it off and then we put the primer seal coat on and then we sand it again and then, you know, we put on the varnish and we wipe it this way and we do this and that. Document all the steps and have that so that you have something that you can show them and easily bring them up to speed versus having them stand around idle looking for something to do. Because kids that get to a job and they're they're confused, if it's not clear what they're supposed to do, they get frustrated and they quit and they go somewhere else. So we've got to do a better job of communicating, writing down, documenting, and um, sharing that information so that it can be passed down and shared. So those are just some of the tips that I have to solve the labor pain, labor pains. Um, obviously, any help outside is greatly appreciated as well. Whether it's from our, our elected officials who can help by, you know, creating incentives, um, helping uh, provide training um, to employers or. Um, also creating you know funding and incentives to encourage uh, kids to get right into the workforce. Those are all really well-needed things, and if they're done well and done properly, they can be very effective. Um, we have to, to work not only just with kids, but we also need to work with other groups uh, as well. So it could be uh, reformed prisoners. Um, it we could be uh, people that have a handicap uh, there's, there's plenty of opportunity in the industry for all and we've got to start getting those people, even the ones, the, the couple percent that, that are unemployed and, and, and are dealing with one of those challenges, there are ways to, to work with them, develop them and, and make them a productive member of your team and build your workforce and have a diverse workforce that will last not only today but many years in the future. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero, and I would encourage you guys to go on to our website homebuildinghero.com and list off any questions or suggestions that you have for the podcast. We would love to implement them on our next show. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, just make sure you search for Home Building Hero and hit subscribe and you'll get notified of all our new episodes as they get dropped live so that you don't miss any great content. So I wanna thank you again for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all very soon.